We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready for rapid fire? Oh, baby. So Let's ready. Go. We got some Let's good go. ones today. Okay. I'm pumped. So Notre Dame ran for 287 yards against North Carolina. Over, under, one and a half more games, they will hit at least that number this season. You know, I was going to say under, to be honest with you. That's a big number. I mean, it is. But I think there's an outside chance they could do it this week against BYU, especially if they're going to be, if they're going to do that drop eight, keep three up kind of thing, you know, that's a definite possibility. Plus, they're going to play Navy. They're going to play UNLV. There, there's going to be some games on the schedule where they have the opportunity to really run the ball and do some good things. So I'll take the over, uh, but it is a change in my – it's a change from what I was going to say. I was going to say under, but I'll say over. Well, and here's the crazy thing. I think I agree with your over, but like you mentioned UNLV and, and Navy, and I, I went and I was looking statistically at what everyone's doing right you now. You are a stat man. And those are actually two pretty good run defense teams right now. Now you can talk you about who they've played and how much that's going to hold up and all that kind of stuff. But UNLV played Cal and they did pretty decent against, uh, you know, that freshman Cal running back who ran for like 270 yards against Arizona the week after Notre Dame. But, you know, Clemson's the number two rush defense in the nation right now. That's going to be hard to run against. But then you've got Stanford's next week. They're 124th in the nation, giving up 210 a game right now. So there's a big opportunity. Woo! BYU, like you said, you know, depending on how this breaks, I think that it, it yeah. they could be in that neighborhood this week. You know, they're 93rd in the nation. And then USC and Boston College are tied for 84th in the nation in run defense right now. Give it up 154 per game. So there's four opportunities right there. Stanford, BYU, USC, Boston College that are legit. And again, like Navy – and UNLV, even though statistically they're good, you know, just based on who they've played, those numbers could break as well. So I, yeah. I think I'm going to go over as well. I, nice. I think that I think that they're going to go over, especially when you look at how these running backs have come along and how this off, offensive line is coming along and starting to round into shape like we thought it could be as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've got a lot of faith in the offensive line, so we'll see how that – we'll see where that faith takes us. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I never dreamed I would talk this much about coffee, especially since I'm not really a coffee drinker. But ever since we first tried Trade Coffee, my coffee-loving wife is not only hooked, but I've even started to drink coffee. And I've got my mom hooked on it as well. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. 
It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. I've told you about our collection, the rich, sweet flavor of the Big City Roast from Joe Coffee, the full flavor of the Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, where you can actually taste the malted milk balls. We love it. And if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is that you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take the coffee quiz like we did and get expertly matched with the coffees that you'll love. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash irish. That's drinktrade.com slash irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the world. Give it a shot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so when asked about Buffalo Bills linebacker Vaughn Miller, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin said, some guys are aliens visiting from another planet. So with that in mind, Vince, if aliens attacked our planet, planet Earth, which current Notre Dame football player would you want defending you against that alien attack? Well, look, we just got done breaking down Maris Leofile and how he arm tackles <laughs> and things like that, but he's a nutball, and I mean that in the best way possible. Put him on the front line. I'll hide behind the hair, and we'll be in great shape because I, I think he would do a great job of defending me and uh, just going out there and just collecting brains and all that stuff. So I, I will take Maris Leofile on this one and uh, hope for the best. All right. While I'm answering my question, can you try oh. to block the porn bots? Because I'm I have been. It's like the third Trying to block them, and, and it's kind of taken. I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. Yeah, boy. We've got, we've got an Isaiah Foskey answer. I'll tell you what. You know, Tom Cruise is known for movies like Top Gun, of course, True. Top Gun Maverick, and you know, the Mission Impossible series and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he doesn't actually fight any aliens in any of those movies. One of his most underrated movies. I don't know if you've seen, have you seen the movie called Edge of Tomorrow? 
I with Emily not. Blunt. No, you should see that. Sometime. Okay, no, very good, very underrated. They're you know they live the same day over and over again. They're fighting oh. off this alien invasion. It's like a D Day type invasion over in France. You know they're trying to save the world and all this different stuff. Well, if they had had Audric Estime with them. They wouldn't have had to relive the same day over and over again because Estimate would just blow up all the mimics with his superhuman strength and agility, you know. And I, I would just so I would just stay behind Audric Estime and try to mimic all of his superhuman, you know, moves as he blows up all these aliens all around him on the beach or wherever they happen to be. So you know, it's like have no fear, Audric Estime is here. You know, aliens like be that. gone. That's who I would pick. I would I like pick that. Audric Estime. That's well done. I like that a lot. And, it, and he'd be easy to hide behind, too. Because That's he's true. A, he's like a building. So, That's very true. Yeah. He's very thick. That's yes. right. Because I'll be right. hiding behind people at that point. Thick and agile. Thick and agile. Yes. I kind of like your Maris Leofel, though, as well. Because you're right. He is pretty crazy. And he's got the hair. and Yeah, absolutely. Tasmanian devil-looking guy. <laughs> so, Okay, Fred Segal is the author of a book called Freezing Cold Takes, NFL's most inaccurate predictions. He runs a Twitter account called Old Takes Exposed, and he turned some of these old, you know, bad freezing cold takes into a book, basically. So my question for you, what is the worst all-time sports take that you have had? You know, to be honest with you, and it, since, we're obvious, since we're talking about, you know, things that we've done wrong, uh, as far as takes and things like that, I guess I shouldn't uh -huh. even be embarrassed about it. But I remember very vividly talking about how Brandon Winbush was going to be one of the best all-time oh, quarterbacks uh, at Notre Dame. Uh, I think a lot of people thought that. I and I was diehard on that, and it was hard for me to get off of that when he got replaced by Ian Book. And I will be honest with you, it probably tainted my thoughts of Ian Book early on. Because I was like, he replaced because the guy. You wanted, yeah. Yes, absolutely. You want to be right, obviously. And, you know, coming out of high school and, you know, what I saw of him at practice, I was just like, this is a dude. Like, look out, Notre Dame fans. I, you know, Brandon Wimbush is going to be a dude. And I was wrong. I was and wrong. Then, yeah. Then he couldn't throw from, you know, you to yeah. the wall over yeah. there, unfortunately. <laughs> that was bad. You know? I completely agree. You know, this guy had a big arm, all that speed, athleticism, and everything else. I, you know, I thought he was going to be really good as well, and yeah. I think a lot of people did. So a, a lot of people whiffed on that. That's that's actually a good one. My all-time worst had nothing to do with Notre Dame, actually, but it was when the Packers decided to move on from Brett Favre oh. and go to Aaron Rodgers because a good friend of mine is a Packers fan, and I remember telling him, you know, the, you know, the Packers, you know, I thought that they really had set themselves back by moving on from a future Hall of Famer yeah. in Brett Favre and a guy who had won a, a Super Bowl to go to this completely unproven Aaron Rodgers. And look what happens. Aaron yeah. Rodgers comes out, did pretty well right away. And by year three, he wins a Super Bowl. And the next year, he wins the first of his four MVPs. And you know, because of the play of Aaron Rodgers since then, you know, again, a guy who I thought it's like, what are you moving on from Brett Favre so early for? You've got a few more, you know, good years of Brett Favre and you're really successful. But because they did that, they've had basically three consecutive decades yeah. of Hall of Fame quarterback play between That's Favre true. 
and Rodgers. No, that's very true. And I, I thought that they were nuts too. I was not in the camp of Aaron Rodgers. And I think I think my judgment is still clouded about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I can't stand him, obviously, since I'm a Chicago Bears fan. And right. uh, some of his antics off the field make it a lot easier to not like him. But he's you can't deny the fact that he's a good quarterback. I mean, you can't, you can't deny that. And frankly, if the Packers brass would have done a better job of getting him wide receivers in a run game, he'd probably have more Super Bowls under his belt, to be honest with you. And he just doesn't have that. And so, you know, I, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting a lot of the, uh, oh, yeah. a lot of the takes right now. Craig said, I thought Weiss was going to be a great Irish coach. I mean, he was for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I was super pumped when Charlie Weiss got the job, to be honest with you. I was like, you know, he's flashing those Super Bowl rings, yeah. and, you know, decided schematic advantage. Who who knew that was going to be a punchline? Uh, but, you know, I was pumped when when Charlie – and he was doing all the right things. He was going to the dorms and talking to the kids and, like, you know, he was an alum. I, I, was, I was pretty excited. And the offenses when he was here were really, really good. It's just mm-hmm. – he didn't develop anybody. And when you went yep. to practice, you saw it flat out right in front of your face. And, yep. and you know, I was like, oh, it'll be okay. <laughs> and it wasn't. So much for that. Yeah. Tyler said he thought that Brady Quinn was going to save the Browns. You know, again, I thought uh, – now, I, I didn't go as far out on a limb. Right. At, you know, like with my take on, you know, like the Favre Rogers with Brady Quinn. But I thought Brady Quinn was at least going to be a pretty good yep. NFL quarterback. Absolutely. For a few years. Absolutely. And it did not turn out that way, unfortunately. Nope. And he just got battered around and just wasn't good. Yep. Stymie, <laughs> probably like you, Vince, in 2015. This Cubs team's going to be in a dynasty for the next decade. Yeah. They and were they, dynasty for all of one year. And they <laughs> held on to that core for probably too long, to be honest with you. Yep. And they were telling themselves the same thing. And it just did not work out that way. And Hey, look, that one season was amazing. I have a lot of fond memories from that one season. But, yeah, I thought that they would – I wouldn't say for the next decade, but I thought for at least a few years, you know, they were going to be in the World Series, maybe win a couple, you know, yeah. kind of do what the Red Sox did, you know what I mean? And it just did not occur that way, and now it's a complete rebuild. So, yeah. Irish Chi-Town, Ryan Leaf. Oh, no, that was – That wasn't my take, but that, that was a bad take by a lot of people. There were a lot of – you know, because, again, it was Ryan Lee for Peyton Manning, right. and it was not unanimous on Peyton Manning by any means. There were a lot of people who thought that Ryan Leaf was going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And look where that turned out. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Let's see. I saw at least one other one that I want uh, – there was – where was it – well, somebody said, I think it was was Joe that, well, Joe's talking about Carson Wentz, that he was going to be an MVP. I was never sold on him. But he also said, Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. That I have not been in on in a long time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've, you know, I, I still buy Cowboys gear, but I have sold my Cowboys stock. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's okay to be a fan of the team. Look, That's I, right. I, I have not thought that the, the Bears are good enough to win the Super Bowl for a long, long time. But I still have Bears stuff up in my office. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. I'm still a fan, but I'm not taking, you know, Justin Fields to the Super Bowl just yet. So, yeah. All right, Vince. So last night we played the, uh, the audio of – 
the Mannings and the Manning cast, Eli right. and Peyton with the fan running on the field with the pink smoke. So fill in the blank. Okay. It's blank that that protester with the pink smoke who ran on the field Monday night and was tackled by Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner has filed assault charges against the Rams. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. You are literally trespassing, and then you're going to file an assault charge on somebody who is stopping you from trespassing. I don't see how that's going to stick in court. Personally, I am not an attorney. I'm far from one. I do enjoy attorney TV shows, but I don't see how that is going to stick in any way, shape, or form. But I thought it was a heck of a tackle, uh, and that kid deserved <laughs> it. Was. I mean, if you don't want to get run over by a football player, don't run by the bench. That was not smart on his part. Yeah, and it's like you know, kind of like Rick Monday with the Dodgers when he when he yeah. tackled that you know guy who was going to burn the flag in the yeah. outfield, you know, many many moons ago. I, I think it's hilarious that a guy wants to run on a football field with a trail of pink smoke following following him nice. down the football field. You know, a place where guys run into each other and you know make high oh, impact me. collisions for a living and he thinks he's going to do that and he's not going to get tackled out there you know? he's going to come through that unscathed and then a perfect you know i'm like bobby bobby wagner if he wanted just oh. about could have de decapitated yes decapitated that guy but he actually kind of took it easy on him like when you watch the replay of of he how started, he actually knocked him down he just kind of you know lowered a shoulder I mean, yeah. he didn't spear him or anything like that. He could have done that, you know, but hey, he did what he needed to do and I love it. And, you know, if there are assault charges and they do stick, I'm sure that he'll be fine coming out of it. But I just don't see a jury in the world convicting yeah. him of an assault. on Total that. moron. Yeah. Total moron. Not Bobby Wagner, the moron no. who ran on the field. Yes. Absolutely. I'm just glad, you know, it was Monday night and Kevin Harlan got to do another idiot on the field. <laughs> Play-by-play -play call. I should have played uh, his. Maybe I'll see if I can find I it. I need to his. I'm sure it was great because yeah. the first one that you've played in the past is freaking great. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So on that same subject, you know, most TV networks have a policy that they won't show guys like that when they run out on the field during games. Now, the regular ESPN feed, you know, ESPN with, right. with Buck and Aikman, they didn't show it. But the Manning cast on ESPN2, they did show it. So do you buy or sell networks showing these people when they run out on the field? I I get it. I get why they don't do it. They don't want to give publicity to these guys and encourage that other people. Other do. people. Yeah. I totally understand why they don't do it. I am also 100% in favor of them doing it on the Manning cast because that is exactly <laughs> what that is for. Yeah. Okay, it, it's it's just dudes sitting around talking about the game, having guys over. They sometimes pay attention to the game itself. Like if you and I were in the in the living room doing it, a, 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 you know, just watching a game, we would talk about the guy that just streaked onto the field. Right. Like, I'm 100 percent for it. 100%. Right. Yeah. And I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I, you know, I do think that it. It cuts down on people probably doing the, you know, the fact right. that like they don't want to give publicity to these idiots because then it I'm just gives other idiots. Yeah. yeah, it gives other idiots the, you know, the idea that, hey, I can get on TV right. if I do that. And by the way, did I ever did I ever tell you about it's been a few years, took the family up to uh, Detroit to see a baseball game. And it was when it was okay. Red Sox Tigers. 
and we were sitting out in left field. Manny Ramirez was playing left field for the Red Sox. And so we're out in left field from the right field side. <laughs> These two grown men take all their clothes off and oh come streaking God. out on the field. And, you know, one of them kind of starts doing a little circle around Manny Ramirez. And Manny is just standing there, you know, like un, unfazed, nonplussed, <laughs> just kind of looking at him, you know. But it was hilarious because here, you know, these streakers. Now, I don't know. I, I doubt that any of it got on TV because of right. these, you know, like in that case, you definitely don't want to show, you know, one, you're dealing right. with with completely naked grown men, but you don't <laughs> want to encourage that kind of behavior. Right. I just think like in this specific situation, like Monday night, if you showed people that if you do this kind of stupid stuff, a 250, you know, to 260 pound middle linebacker is going to level you yeah. and make you feel some pain out on the field. Maybe you discourage it a yeah. little more. So, I, and I, I will also say that I have no problem with Manny just standing there because there's no <laughs> way I'm tackling a naked guy that I don't know either. That's right. So, you know, I'll leave that to the security guards. They can go ahead and tackle the naked guy. But uh, yeah, that was woof. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. That's that's where you go back after after you get the guy and you put him in you know ballpark jail you go straight to your boss and ask for a raise because <laughs> no exactly right. nowhere in the description of the job does it say tackle a naked man <laughs> and put his hand you know put him in handcuffs or what I like, know no hard the pass. rubber gloves oh, that's right God. that's right and can you imagine like when they were leading those guys out you know like because you got to go through the stands yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. and, Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. One too many $15 beers on that Don't one. Don't get paid enough for that. No way. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run of the season last night to set a new American League record. Scale of 1 to 10, how big a deal is it? About a 2. About a 2 for me. I mean, great. Good for him. That's awesome. And that puts him in like 8th place or 7th place or something all time for the single season record. 
And I realize all the other guys have steroid implications and all of that. I get it. I get it. But he does, those are still records. They, they Those records still stand. And he now has the American League record. Okay, that's great. It just feels like an asterisk of a record, too, because it's from... It, it, it's a record, but it's for that one league. It's not for Major League Baseball. Right. So if he was out there hitting 74, 75, or whatever the actual Major League Baseball record is, then it's it's like a 9 or 10. Like, that would have been fun to watch, and I would have understood the cutting in of the football games and all of the different things that people are so upset about. I would understand that, and I would probably be following it a heck of a lot closer. But he set an American League record. I don't. I don't know. I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. See, and that's the thing. It's like we, you know, regardless of what you think about Sosa McGuire or Bonds, we saw the barrage of home runs that they were hitting. We, you know, we've already been through this. Right. And you're right. You know, like I do think it's kind of a big deal. Sure. To, you know, for the American, you know, like set the American League <clears throat> record and, and all that stuff. Here's, here's what I started thinking about today. You know, like put the steroids aside because the way the game has changed just like in the last eight or ten years with all the special specialization of like getting you know into the bullpens quicker and all the power arms coming out of the bullpen and the proliferation of guys throwing triple digits and high 90s and all that that like you know again like even you know there was bullpen obviously in the late 90s and early 2000s when when those three were hitting all their home runs but they like, were doing what they, these guys are yeah, doing. they don't have to no deal with it. Yeah, to the extent that that guys today have to deal with it with a fresh arm coming out of the pen sure. every inning. You know, so from from that aspect, you can kind of like look at at Judge and say, well, if Aaron Judge was playing when those three guys were playing, maybe he, you know, would have Fair been up there around seventy home runs as well. So you know, again, the record is the record. The record is seventy three, and you know. All three of those guys went past 62. You're absolutely right. So just from like the angle that I'm looking at it at, I put it a little bit higher, you know, I'll give it like a six, you know, but still the major league record is the major league record at this point. And it's right. Like you said, seventh or eighth or whatever he is right now. And I, and I feel like there's a lot of records that you could talk about where, you know, you can compare it to past records and all that, but if it's not a record, it's not a record. And you know, Joe has a super chat here and he's come on Vince the true single season record the ball traveled less this year they pitched him like he had two strikes for the past month huge yeah it's a it's a great accomplishment but in the record book he's still in the top 10 he's not even in the top five for single season and I get everything that you just said and I agree with everything that you just said but it's still not a record I mean it's a record for the American League you know what I mean? And I, right. I just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't really do anything for me. It'd be like if somebody set the freshman football record, like, okay, awesome, but that's not the varsity record. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. And uh that's just me. No. I get you. I get you. Are you tainted at all because he's a Yankee? Definitely part of it. <laughs> okay. At least all I right. can admit it though. You I know mean, I'm anti-Yankee too. So I can admit it. But it, yeah, yeah, so, that's right. If he wasn't a Yankee, maybe it's like a four, you know, a three or a four, but it yeah. still doesn't even hit my radar. I right. I would still rather watch the football game I was trying to watch 
as opposed to. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Definitely (laughs) agree with that. So do you buy or sell judge as the face of baseball? Oh, see, that's, he's very recognizable. His size has a lot to do with that. Obviously his stature, the fact that he has this American league record definitely helps that as well. I still wish Mike Trout was not in California. I wish he was on the East Coast or at See, least that's a thing. time zone. Yeah. Because I think he would be the face of baseball. But he's out in California. Nobody ever gets to watch him play. I know. Um, the so, guy just hit 39 home runs himself, but he's right. out there in California. You know, and you take right. him out of that ballpark, and he's probably pushing, you know, 50s and 60s pretty consistently. Right. And so, I mean, by default, he probably is just because everybody knows who he is. You know, and all that. I don't think baseball has jumped on board with him being the face of baseball yet. ESPN has, but I don't think baseball has. And so, I, you know, yeah, so I'll say yes, but I don't think he's the best player in baseball. No, I don't think he's the best player in yeah. baseball either. But in terms of face it, like coming into the season, Aaron Judge was not the face of baseball. I think you probably would be hard pressed to actually answer that question because, right. you know, like you said, like, if Trout was even playing on the Dodgers instead of the Angels, maybe it's different. But you know, like you can make the the argument that Bryce Harper might have been a few years ago, but he's like nobody even talks about Bryce Harper since he's been right. with true. the Phillies. Look at Shohei Otani playing on the same team and what Otani right. has done as a two way player. That's amazing. I, yeah. now, I don't think he'll ever be the face of baseball because not enough people can identify with him. Probably so. Part of it, yeah. I, I think, to be the face of. People need to identify with you. And I don't think yeah. that they'll ever identify with him just because of his background and where he comes yeah. from. Uh, it's easier to identify with a Mike Trout than it is to de- even identify with a with a judge because judge is like seven foot three. You, right. know what I mean? right. you and I are not that big. Um, and it's hard to identify <laughs> with a guy that's that massive, right? Well, but- you know, a year from now, you know, unless judge is, is chasing, you know, the actual record, then, you know, maybe – the answer is completely different, but for right now, there just have been no other stories Agreed. in baseball. And because of this, yeah. he has sort of become the de facto, you know, just kind of emerged and, and became it because again, right now there just is nobody else. Because like you said, Trout is probably the best overall player. You know, Trout and Otani, probably the two best overall players right now, but because of where they are, they just get buried by yeah. everything else. They're lost. lost in the shuffle. Agreed. Okay. Last question tonight, new quantum leap. We've talked about it a couple of different times. We're three episodes in at this point, rated on a scale of one to 10. If I'm comparing it to the original, it it, it honestly doesn't even hold a candle. Now, I think they're starting to get a little bit smarter and they're starting to tap into the old one a little bit more because connections and bleed the storylines. Spoiler alert, you know, you got the, yeah. the hand calm and all of that other stuff, you know, that we're going to find out about, I guess, in, in, in the fourth episode or whatever. <laughs> That's right, the stolen hand calm. Right, I about so that. I was Out really... old hand communication. I was kind of upset that they didn't have the old school hand. You know, the, the, I want more connection to the old one. So, scale of one to ten, if it's a standalone show, <clears throat> it's probably about a five right now. I'm still holding out hope that they're going to connect to the older one. So I'll put it at like a yeah. six and a half. You know, I'm still watching it. I mean, I'm, I I have watched every episode. So have I. Watched it on time for the most part. I would just, I just actually watched the third one yesterday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm still into it. I'm still watching. I still want to see him be Joe Montana. They're going to tease the <laughs> crap out of that. That'll probably be right. That's what I'm waiting finale, for. That's you what know? I'm waiting for. But yeah, I mean, 
I'm into it, but not as much as I thought I would be. I found out, and I and I don't know her name. the The female actress, the the one okay. that plays the Avatar, that, that kind of the new Al, basically, yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. She was actually in the army, apparently, and she won some sort of contest. And this is only like her second acting role, and really? I think she's fairly solid from from what I've seen yeah, from her especially so far. I didn't know that either. And they hinted around in the third episode that she used to be in the armed forces. The character yeah, she there was like a ptsd kind of yes. thing that they were talking about yeah yeah and <clears throat> the lead of the show is the guy who honestly i'm having the most problems with yeah right now i, I mean like, he's doing not, a good job for himself but it's just like i don't know he's not scott bacula those are huge, those are huge to fill i'm sorry person and that's what he's going to be compared to yes. because you know that was the original show they need to somehow in the original in the original, there, remember there was an episode where he was where Scott Bakula was facing off with like the evil leaper. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. They need to have an episode, and well, I know Scott Bakula has already said he's not involved with this. They need to get him involved, and they I both know. need to leap into the same situation or something like that. He needs to be there. He he's still out there. Involved. He's still out there leaping yes. around because he never came home. Yes, he's lost, right? He's out yeah. there. He needs to leap into an episode with the current one to get me back on board and be like, let's go. Yeah. The fact that they don't have Scott Bakula involved is a travesty among travesties. <laughs> I understand you can't have Al involved. I get that. Right. You can certainly have Scott Bakula involved. You can get Sam on the hook, and they need to do that. They need to. Yep. Yep. I agree. Joe says Bakula needs to have a cameo. I I'm with you, Joe. Completely agree with that. And that's... That's it. But he doesn't want to be involved, right? Or at least initially, you know, he's he's on another show right now. I hope they find a way because yeah, absolutely. that's, and like you talked about the evil leaper, they kind of seem to be teasing that maybe there is an evil leaper situation yes. coming up. So I don't know. Look, the storyline with this one, I know we're really going deep into this, but the storyline with the new one, there seems to be more going on which i think is a modern thing anyway i mean yeah. you've got all the backstories going on outside the leaping plus you've and got i actually like that i too. like that but i also wonder it's just i'm just not i'm just not buying into this lead character right yeah, now right that's the big that's my biggest problem so there's a lot there's a lot going on which i do enjoy i, I like the 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 a's the b plots you know all that stuff whereas yeah. the old one was just hey he leaped in how do we get him out that i mean it was very simple Yep. There was rarely any talk about what was going on with Gushy and, you know, all of the different people in the back. But so I like that part of it. I will say that that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, we'll see. See how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, stay warm. Enjoy your soccer tonight. I'll talk yeah. to you tomorrow. Ooh, sounds good, brother. All right. Thanks for uh, stopping by tonight. We will uh, be back with you, of course, tomorrow. Man, tomorrow's already Thursday. So what yes. we've actually got uh, – have a conversation with a BYU reporter and uh, get a little insight from the BYU side of things on tomorrow's show. In addition to all the rest of the stuff that we always have, Vince and I will talk to BYU. We'll have rapid fire and all that good stuff as well. Thanks again for popping in tonight. We will talk to you tomorrow on IB Nation Sports Talk.